Hey everyone, this is Alex, your host, your Dungeon Master. Just wanted to let you know we had some technical issues when recording our last session, and um, specifically my mic had some issues, and so the recording is going to sound a little funky from me. Everyone else sounds fine, but it's going to sound a little funky on my end. It's uh, some growing pains. We're still trying to get all the kinks out. I think we've solved the problem here. Just wanted to let you know that we are aware of it. Unfortunately, when we record a session, we end up recording a number of episodes. So it's going to be episodes 10, 11, 12, and 13. Just want you guys to be aware. Uh, the content is great. We really, really enjoy the episodes. So I hope you guys do too and, and can look past some of the minor hiccups we have as we're getting things right. Thanks a lot, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Welcome to Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Thank you for joining us. My name is Alex, and I'll be your host and Dungeon Master. Joining me, as always, is... Magnar Skullgrim, Goliath Sorcerer. Hobonite, Fire Gensai, Dragon Sorcerer. Margraine Silverbeard, Dwarf Paladin. All right, so who wants to recap last episode? I'll, I'll, I'll recap. That sounds great. Okay, so so last time was where we started off in um, Duke Delacro's uh, castle, where, uh, well, we we started it off in a in a cell, yeah, in a dungeon again, um, and we, we, we talked we talked to him and this this lady, um, and. And man, she cast the, the the strongest spell on us. Twenty five save on it, crazy. Uh, but it's okay. It was just circle of truth. I was planning on telling the truth anyway. Um, he wanted to know about what we were what we were doing, and you know, we we, we told him, and he was okay with that. Uh, followed by, he gave us some very nice rooms, and then we uh, the next day there was a very important dinner that we went to with like literally some of the most important people in the country. Um, uh, yeah, we, we definitely fit in there. Um, yeah. Um, Hibonite, Hibonite really hit it off with, with the, the lady who cast the spell on us. Uh, yeah, the, the two birds of a feather, I guess. Um, and we, we ended the night with some, some intrigue. So, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, and and I think I think that's where we left off. We were I was I was in the uh, in the chapel at least, um, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we will start this time with Hibonite. You wake up. Mm -hmm. You're in bed. You hear the sound of a growl. Above you, at the foot of the bed, but seeming to consume the whole room, you see a fiery form of what looks like a, a golden dragon. I, I need you to make a wisdom save for me. Okay. It's a fear check. Um, that's a four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, and uh, roll at disadvantage because <laughs> you still have the effects of that uh, um, that tobacco thing that you smoked. Oh, that, that's a twelve. So I, I, I prefer the second. But no. And for I am, do I redecorate this lady's room? <laughs> uh, so you, you 
you are there and you start to scream and the dragon turns into basically just a, a stream of flame and shoots down your mouth. Um, you feel the flames just go down inside you and just start to rip you apart from the inside. Your chest bursts open and from where your heart is and the flames come out around you and just completely consume you. And then suddenly you find yourself walking down a street. It's in a, a place that's both foreign but very familiar to you. You're very comfortable. Uh, the, the buildings are very elaborate. The architecture is beautiful overall. You see many people who look very similar to you who are, or your other fire genasi, your, your, your people. And everything seems to be alive with fire. The stone, um, everything. It's very, but, but not in a terrifying way. It's very comfortable to you. It's, it's a place that you're very, feel very comfortable. And you see people walking down the street. Uh, it's a very large city. Uh, obviously, some kind of market bazaar sort of thing is happening. And then suddenly, there are people running through the street, and you hear screams. And a great darkness covers the sky. And you see those short, fat creatures that you encountered with the red eyes in the uh, in the mine before. Except they're winged this time. They're flying down, shooting arrows and uh, lances at you. Um, and people around. Everybody's fleeing. Uh, give me an initiative check. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, 18. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay, so... I, I rolled a 19, um, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> I wish I could just show it to you. Um, all right, so you uh, a couple come directly at you. Uh, one throws a, uh, a little black lance at you. Uh, does a 15 hit? Uh, yeah, that, that makes my AC. So this creature throws this little black lance with spikes on it at you, and it hits you, take eight points of damage. Jesus. And the second one also attacks. Oh, and it tries to throw, but somehow it hits the ground right next to you, bounces back, and cuts right through its wing, and it flies to the ground, exploding. Your turn. Okay, I'm going to... How, how far away are they from me? It's about 30 feet in the sky. 30 feet in the sky. I'm going to magic missile. Two right. on one, one on the other. This is three... Is it? Can I target each creature? Yep. Yeah, I can target different creatures. So, spell level one. Uh, it does it all against one on this. Two damage. One takes three, uh, five damage. The other one takes four damage. All right. Uh, you hit them with the magic missile. They both completely disappear uh, like they had in the past whenever you attack them. Their skin falls to ashes, flies apart. They start screaming in multiple voices at once. Um, as they're screaming, though, the multiple voices is louder, and you realize that all of these creatures in the sky, there are now, you realize, about thousands of them, but they're blacking out the sky. They're all screaming at the same time, and you start to run with everyone else. Above you, you see a very large black mass. It's a creature of, of pure evil. You're not sure what it is. It's unlike anything you've ever seen before, but it's terrifying. And you see... The giant golden dragon, this time not made out of flames, but the one you had seen in your bedroom battling it. And somebody yells, Toward the gate! And suddenly you see a very large gate. It's something that obviously you're very familiar with. These kind of gates, these portals. People are running there. And above you, you see the great golden dragon fighting with this great black shadow. Uh, sometimes it is the form of a, another dragon. Sometimes it's the form of something else. And 
it uh, they're just engaged in constant combat. You make your way through the giant room. The magical energy completely encompasses you and the survivors, and you find yourself in a region that looks very similar to your homeland, but obviously nothing's been built up yet. There's no village. There's nothing of that nature. The natural landmarks that would look familiar. Yes, yeah. I mean, you recognize the stream, and um, the the um, trees themselves look very familiar. It's, it's definitely the area you grew up in, but it's clear that you're in a um, in a time before that's been built. You turn around, you see the magical rune is starting to fade. You see the golden dragon reaching forward, trying to claw toward it like like it's trying to actually come through the rune itself, and then the rune vanishes. And you find yourself surrounded by darkness again, and you see the dragon in front of you, and it says, My name is Kostrax. I am the god king of your people. Kostrax? Yes. Can you spell that? <laughs> it's K-A-Z. Okay, you said, yep. Oh, well, let's say, uh, it's K-A-Z. <laughs> D-R-A-X D-R-A-X God King Okay Yes Okay Does no one speak of me anymore? Not so much You have nothing to fear Well, you did just turn into fire and blow up my heart Oh, yes (laughs) And he chuckles a little bit You look down, you're still just a gaping wound And you have no heart It's just like all, you know your, Your chest is open And you see just kind of fire all around that that hole. But if I were really trying to hurt you, would I do this? And then he does a headstand. (laughs) (laughs) Touche, touche. I have been sealed off from my people, from you, my children, for too long. You are not ready yet, but when you are, I need you to find me. The great evil that destroyed our homeland has come to this plane as well. Is it kind of a white scary thing that flies through the air in a ball of fire. That that could be it. That is part of it. Okay. That is one of its minions. Okay. That that doesn't sound terrifying. But find me. Find the gate that has sealed me away and release me. Do you by chance know where that gate is? I do not. And then he with his fire breath flows an emblem, another room similar well, it's obviously a gate room kind of like the kind you've gone through before. And he blows it at you. He blows it at you. And it is burned into your memory. Okay. And he says, All right, now let's fix you up. And he blows a bunch of fire into his hand. It comes out multi, multicolored. And a shape forms. And it's clear it's the shape of a heart, like a, a human heart, or a humanoid heart in this case. And it's blue, green, yellow, red. It is it, pretty much all the colors of the rainbow shimmering there. And he places it into your chest. And then with a very precise stream of fire, seals your chest up. And then you wake up and you get hit inside of the face. And Nick says, stop moving so much. I'm trying to sleep. Sorry. So... Here's what you will mark on your character sheet. Ooh. Oh, and, and you look down under your, your shirt and you see the line where the flame had sealed your chest back. So here's what you're going to mark down on your sheet. Um, you now have the heart of Kazdrax. 
it stores up to three levels of worth of spells at a time. Wow. So right now it has Misty Step and then one first level spell of your choice. Ooh, where's my book? <laughs> All right. So we'll cut to Margraine. In the cathedral, praying after you just spoke with Blevin all alone, suddenly you're in a field next to Kringle Falls. You recognize the falls themselves, but there's no town around you. Just a small forge. And you see a dwarf is there, working on the forge. Oh, hello there. Come, Margrave. Come here. Yeah, yes. Uh, you, you know who I am? Of course I know who I am. I know who you are. I know who all my followers are. I don't talk to most of them, but, you know, most of them don't go through what you did. So, uh, you know, if other beings out there are going to take notice of you, I guess, well, I might as well as well. I, I, I see. Uh, and, and what are these things that are taking notice of us? Oh, well, I mean, there are a number of things. Um, I mean, you met some of them uh, out there in um, yeah. Mel- yeah. Melblum. I mean, you met, you met him. Obviously, yes. and then, right, and then, uh, well, I guess uh, the one in the West, if he hasn't revealed himself to you, then uh, ah, it'll be more fun if you find out on your own. But uh, come on, we gotta get you some uh, uh, some mail made. Okay, okay. And, and, yeah, I'll 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 follow him, um, and as we're walking, I'll go. Uh, are 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 you Theos? What? No. no, 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 no. It's me, Saint Allegis. Saint Allegis? Oh. Don't you recognize me? I, I can't say I've ever seen you before. Oh, yeah. Well, this is me. Pleased to meet you. He holds out his hand. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll shake his hand, like, rather vigorously. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's fantastic to meet you. Uh, yes, I, 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 I'm kind of lost for words. Oh yeah, uh, not everyone gets to meet me. I don't. I don't. Uh, as I said, bring everyone here. But uh, when somebody gets noticed, and you know things are as dark as they seem to be in the world, then I'm more than happy to, to meet with a few people every now and then. Those of you who may be a little bit special. Special. That's new. Uh, well, uh, you came back from the dead, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. M- Meldum let us come back. Um, I, I assume there's something important we need to do. Um, I, I haven't figured that out yet, though. Well, that's part of the journey, isn't it? Yes. So, and he starts handing you stuff as you're talking, um, you know, uh, different items to forge. Okay. Um, and he starts telling you different things. Do you have any specific questions you want to ask him? Um, I'm, I'm kind of... So, I, I, I would ask him about Meldlum, since he seems to know a little bit about him. Because... Um, because I, I you, you, you see, Meldlum, he sent us back, and and I was assuming he must be must be a follower of Theos since he, we came back from the dead. Why else would he send me back? Well, now, he's not the one who sent you back. He allowed you to come back. He's just the gatekeeper. He's a servant. Nothing really okay. more. Okay. I, I see. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's really been concerning me. Um, I... I, I, I don't know what, what what to make of coming back. Um, I I don't know how people people will accept that. Eh, people come back sometimes. It happens. Um, you know, certain members of my order have. I did when I was alive. Um, so you know, it, it definitely happens from time to time. So you're in rarefied company. I, I, 
Yes, yes, I, I, w- I would think so. Um, and and since I get to speak to you myself, is is what 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 they teach us true? Do can all can all men be reforged? Hey, yeah, of course. That's of course. That's that's why I'm here. That's that's what I do. I see. Oh, now speaking of forging, let's get to work. Okay. Yes. Yes. And I'll reach into and my so, pack and get my stuff. Yeah, and help. And so the two of you um, work on some armor. You're, you're making some plate mail. And as you guys work on that, he's teaching you many different things. Um, one of the things that's most important is he trains you on the O's you're about to take. So you know them. And you spend time building the armor. You notice that the armor is inlaid with that uh, red silver that you've seen not that long ago for the first time, though a lot has happened in that short period of time. And he begins to teach you that um, the O's as you guys build that. And then within a few, it feels like maybe a few hours, but it feels more like months. You've definitely slept a few times. You have the armor complete. Okay. All right. All right, now, son, go ahead, don the armor. Oh, and I'll, yeah, and I'll start putting it on. And he has you stand in front of the falls themselves, or themselves, and say, All right, boy, just one moment. And he raises his hands, and the falls part, and you see Archbishop Ulysses Joyce come out, you see Elaine come out, and then also Father Gorham all come out, standing on the water, but there, smiling at you. Now's the time, boy. Let them tell them your oath. Uh, is it? Is it really them? Uh, it's us. Oh, Elaine okay. says. Okay. Um, I, I, I am the metal, and will be forged in service of Theos. And just as metal can be many things, so will I. I will be strong as iron, yet flexible as spring steel. I will be as untarnishing as gold and shine in the light brighter than any platinum. I may break, I may be bend, or be mangled beyond recognition, but I will always be reforged to serve Theos. I am the hammer. All things are metal to Theos, and I am his hammer. If by mighty blow or gentle tap, I will, be, I will reforge all things in service of Theos. Reforge enemy to friend and evil to good. For all things are metal and can be reforged. I am the shield. Like a towering shield, I will protect the good regardless of who they are. For Theus protects all who are good and true. I am the sword. Like a sword, I will destroy and strike evil from some things. For some things must be broken before they can be reforged. All right, and as you say the final words, suddenly you find yourself back in the cathedral, kneeling on the altar in front of you where there was nothing before. You see the armor that you forged. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, what you'll mark down, uh, St. Allegis armor, uh, it's plate mail, and you get advantage on one con save per long rest. One con save. <laughs> oh I'm sorry. I love this. This is great. All right. And then we cut to a balcony outside of Magnar's room. We see Magnar standing or sitting there. He's playing his hurdy gurdy. 
and singing a hymn to his god Ulfur. And suddenly, you find yourself sitting in front of a fire with a man-shaped wolf. You know this is Ulfur. Magna, my pup, where is your wife? I, I do not know. I have been searching. I, I truly fear she has already been lost, but I do not know where else to look. She is alive, oh, Magna. Thank you, thank you, Ulfur. Can you, can you give me direction on what I am to do? Where I am to go? You must seek her out. She is in the mountains. The man with the mustache will lead you. Does he speak true, then? But sometimes. But you must make this a priority. If not, he stands up and walks through the fire and then takes his thumbs, which also have the claws of a wolf on them, and push them into your eyes. And suddenly you're transported. You see Vahava. She's laying in a, a tent. There's dirt everywhere. It's muddy ground. She's laying on a table and screaming. The legs are up. It's clear that she's giving birth, covered in sweat. And then you see them pull a small baby out from her and hold it up. You see a, a little baby girl. And Ulfur says, You see, Magna, when I led you to Vadhava, it was so there would be a union between my people, my herd, my pack, and that of Medved. Your child is a child both magic and might. And this is what can be done if you do not find them. And then you see both Vadhava and your young daughter going through different types of training. You see men wearing green robes all around. They seem to be putting them through some kind of torture, some kind of mind control. And then you see them both casting spells. You see a village burning and Vadhava and the young girl are standing there now both wearing green robes. And surrounded by this burning village there's a small hovel a bunch of young children come out and you see your wife and your child now maybe three lifting their hands and flaming the children watching them die both of them are laughing and smiling no, and no. Said, you must find them or this will be their fate I, w- I will go into the mountains at once it has my daughter been born yet? Not yet, but the time is near. By the third month, she will be born. And, and who are these green-robed people? They are men of the Empire. Men of the Church and the Empire, which makes them doubly dangerous. Speak to your anvil-following friend. He may be able to tell you more. Should I trust him? He has not wronged me yet. Yes, he is one you can trust. For now, at least. As is the flaming one, he seems innocent in his own peculiar way. Indeed. Thank you, Ulfur, for giving me this. For showing me my way. Ulfur nods his head, and then he pulls out a shimmering dagger that's covered in runes and glowing, and he cuts into his own chest and starts pulling his skin off, and then he takes it completely off his body and you see him just standing there, a wolf head on a human looking body with just the muscles showing. He flips the uh, the skin and suddenly it becomes a cloak and he hands it to you. Take my skin, my pup. I will be with you as you grow. I, I take it. And you come to, your hurdy-gurdy's on the ground, the cloak is in your hands and you're still on the balcony. 
So that's Ulfur's Cloak, and that gives you plus two to your AC. Nice. Nice. Very good. Thank wow. you. <laughs> <laughs> Praise be to Ulfur. <laughs> that. Or, or GM Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't knowing how this was going to go. I'm jumping into battle all over again now. <laughs> I know. This is great. Everything is fantastic. All right, guys. So the next day comes. What are your plans? Uh, I, I need to talk to my friends. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I need to go to a library. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> then, um, yeah, uh, next we'll show you to the library. Um, what are you looking for there? Uh, actually, I made some notes on this one. Second. Uh, so I, need, I want to find books on inhabitants, inhabitants of the Black Sea, mm-hmm. oddities in the wild uh, wilderness to the uh, west of Falmer, and now um, ancient evils. I don't think that might match the stuff I saw last night. Sure. Um, Okay, so you'll spend the next uh, hour or so searching through there. I found a book on Theos as well. Should probably learn some of that stuff. Oh, okay. Yep, you definitely can find a book on Theos. um, But then you'll also... uh, There is a book on the Black Sea. Um, As far as any oddities in the... uh, you know, the western wildlands. Um, Nix tells you, all of this is mainly conjecture. Stories people have made up. Some of it may be true, but take it with a grain of salt. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so she'll have you do that. And so while he is studying, you guys are uh, having breakfast, talking oh, about this. Yeah, oh. if I can yeah. be with Magnar, that would be great. Yeah. Are you wearing the, your plate mail right now? Oh, yeah. No, it's like straight to breakfast. <laughs> uh, I'm not getting out of this stuff, man. I'm going to go to sleep in this. Uh, yeah. Mar- Margrave, you you look amazing. Uh, th- thank you. Where, um, where did you get that? Uh, I, I made it last night uh, w- w- with St. Eligius. Oh, your god. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, don't ask me how. I, I, I was praying, and I I guess it was a dream. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to ask uh, the bishop and Elaine when I get back, because they were there too. But uh, I it, it seemed like months, and I, I forged this armor with the help of St. Eligius, and I, I, I swore my oaths. I'm a full paladin now. Wonderful. Yes, uh, it's rather weird. I don't know. I wouldn't expect you to understand. You have never spoken to your god before? Uh, I, I've spoken to my god. They've never spoken back. Oh. Then why do you follow? Well, well, you know, I, I, I believe and, and, and you've seen I can do, I can do miracles now. Uh, I wasn't I able to before. Uh, but as I, as I said, like, you know, it was it was weird. It was in a dream, and I wouldn't expect you to understand. Oh, believe me, I I do understand. Yeah, I, nice cloak, by the way. Indeed, I I got this from my god Ulfur. What? Much in the same way you had a vision, I had one too last night. I see. And, I see. and Ulfur, he granted me this cloak from his own skin. Ah, uh, that's a bit grim. 
Uh, but... <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, wow. Okay. Uh, it, it is right, though. And, yes. and more, more importantly, uh, he showed me a vision of Vodhava, my wife, and our daughter, which has yet to be born. Um, he, he showed me the way to her, but I do not have much time to get to her. Only I, three I, months, but by, by the third month. I, I see. I, I actually had things I needed to speak with you about that. I, I don't know if we can trust the general. Uh, Ulfur yeah. told me that in this he can be trusted, but not necessarily in everything. I see. Because, um... I, I spoke with Blevin last night, and he said he said some things. I don't know I don't know what to trust him in, but apparently, um, he's the, the the general is associated with the Red Hand. Uh, he's uh, like Ooh, he like that dragonborn. Yes, uh, he gave me these these ledgers that that showed he was personally funding Zork. Um, to do what? I don't I don't know. The, the Red Hand doesn't like sorcerers, as we found, and heretics, and I, mm. I, I, I don't know, um, but I, I will, I will, I, 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 I will believe what you say. I'll, if you say we can trust him, we'll, we'll trust him on this. Trust him that he knows where Vodhava might be, um, where, where yes. she is. Yes. Not necessarily to trust him fully. Yes. Yes. I can I agree can on that. I still don't know what to make of Blevin, though. Uh, what I learned about him in the town contradicted his words completely. Yes, very much. That doubt worries me. Yes. Uh, okay. And and I will be happily eating my breakfast. I yep. am I am a <laughs> giddy man today. Making sure not to spill on my new cloak. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, him and I, uh, you know, you, you find everything. Uh, the, the books that you're looking for, was there anything in particular that you were seeking from those books? Um, yes. Uh, you know, from my backstory, I sent you. Uh, this, yeah. There's a se- the second speech with his dad. Yeah. Well, uh, as far as, um, you know, what you find about the Black Sea, there is some, there are some people that are said to have been, uh, you know, in, in the book you found, they were called, uh, demons from the water who look like people um and you assume that maybe the tideboard that um that your father spoke about um as far as the children of the dirt um in the the western wildlands they are um there are tales of that but i mean there are tales of so many things that you're not sure how valid they are um however many sailors seem to confirm that there are people who live near the Black Sea itself and uh, sometimes some claim in the Black Sea. Okay. And I guess I just buffed up my knowledge a bit on Theos. Okay, great. So, um, yeah. Now, here then, uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, that gives me some leads. So, you guys join uh, up? Yeah, or yeah. I'll um, try and find him. Um, I don't know how I would find him, but I do need to talk to him. Well, um, I mean, let's say that Nyx leads you to where the food is. The breakfast is happening after you with your books. Yeah, yeah. Afterwards, cool. So you see that uh, Hibonite is led in um, by the hand by the woman covered in uh, the hat and the lace 
the elf lady who cast a spell on you from the day before, and she sits him down and says, Thank you for such an exciting and interesting night, but uh, I need to be going, and I have other duties. I need to use my other offices as well. (laughs) And she kisses you, uh, lifts up her veil a little bit, kisses you, and then leaves. Wow. He watches her leave. He's a little bit distracted on his face. Uh, a good night, I assume, Hibonite? An interesting one. Definitely interesting. I, I see. Um, so, 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 Hibonite, I've, uh, I, I, well, 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 you were, uh, we, we learned some things last night, I think. Uh, a lot's happened. I'll, I'll have to get you caught up on it, and I'll, I'll tell him basically the same story I told Magnar about how I got my armor. Um, and, and afterwards, you know, I will recount the same stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so we both had dreams last night and we, we, we learned about where Magnar's wife is. Um, yes. Uh, it's, it's good. Good. You, we know, we know where your wife is. Your armor does look a little bit different. I, I didn't notice that much, but it shinier. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, yes, Heaven Knight. It's it's full plate. Um, it's quite substantially different, but that's okay. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, I see. Um, so, so anyway, it, it, it seems it seems the gods are talking to us. Um, I, I I did see something last night. I'm not sure what how much. Of... <laughs> well. There was a being of fire in front of me. Uh, it blew up my heart. Everything went dark. I saw creatures similar to what we saw in the mines, and then a creature repaired my heart. You guys both had very different experiences to me last night. Him, his heart exploded. You had a man rip his skin off and give it to you. Um, wow. it, it, it was very terrifying until near the end. I, I would, I would expect. Um, you, did you learn anything? A few things. Good, good. S- some stuff about the, this evil. I, I don't think it's the first time it's ever been here. I see. And, uh, it does seem to be tied to my people, though. I need to learn more and why. Yes. So, so the question stands there, then. Where, where do we go from here? I would like to head to the mountains. Yes. I need to head to the mountains. I'm going to etch down that ruin. And show you guys, and ask if you recognize it at all. I'm assuming I don't, right? Yeah, me Alex. Too. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. Uh, worth, worth a try. Worth a try. Okay. With my plus zero arcana, I don't know why I and, can't figure it out. <laughs> and then once they say they don't know anything, I burn it. Huh. Okay. Uh. Yeah, yes. Yes. I think that's important, Magnar. I I have to write a quick quick letter though. I need to send this to the the Archbishop. I know. I know Blevin wanted me to, um, to to bring this message myself, but I feel it can wait. What what Thank direction you. are the mountains that we need to go to? Is it the Pleiades? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and, right. and and he said Blevin could lead us, right? If we followed Blevin. Yeah, Blevin's going that way. Is what Brummel said. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, the mustache the mustache man with that guy. The well, the, the mustache man was um, Brommel. Brommel. Blevin is the priest. Oh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just reading my notes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we think... <laughs> try, well, try to look vaguely helpful. And from from the information we got from Brommel, 
Blevin is associated with the Mage Hunters, right? Right. And then and then I got information from Blevin saying that Brommel is associated with the Red Hand. Right, which also might be Mage Hunters. <laughs> and Magnar, yeah. um, also, you think that he has the, the he has the book written down where um, he has all the names right. of the people. I forgot about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because if he gets through the pass and gets back to the Empire, then he can uh, basically the names if they got to the Mage Hunters will will be basically their new targets. That's that's the information right. we were given, kind of. I forgot about okay. that. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, okay. So we should... Uh, okay. I'm, I'm assuming we're going to go to a quiet part of the dining hall to talk about all this crap. <laughs> um, we're going to sit right next to Blevin and Brommel, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we should just sit in between them. <laughs> and it, it's, right now, it's just, it's oh, okay. just you, okay. uh, th- three who are in there. I mean, there are servants... We're serving you uh, the food, so you might want to be cautious about okay. that. But it's it's not like you're sitting there with the same group from okay. last night. Okay. I, I just didn't want like to be sitting in there with a bunch of other people and be talking about this stuff. Um, okay, so so where are we going from here? I, I'm going to leave it to to you, Ben, because you seem right. to have the most most at stake right now. Right. Um. So I I think we need to find Blevin and not let him out of our sight. Okay. Uh, do you know where he his chambers are? Do you know when he planned on leaving? Uh, well, Brommel told us he was leaving sometime today. Um, uh, last I saw him, uh, we were both in the chapel. So, I'm assuming we can find out where he is. Um, we can ask around. He's probably not too secretive. I can ask at the I can ask at the the chapel. I'm sure they'll tell us where we he is. Try and convince him to let us travel with him. Maybe let us go with him good way of keeping him in our eye, in our eye. um that's it's true yeah uh would I mean, he want us though mm, that's my question not if not if he's I, shady i can be persuasive <laughs> okay well that's a plan it i don't know uh, yeah see from yes, there let's uh, find him first i guess yeah yes okay let's do that okay and i will go to the chapel and ask about if they know where uh where, where Father Levin is holding up. And uh, uh, actually, you get out to the courtyard area, you see, uh, you head over to the chapel, and you actually see Levin is there on his uh, great white horse, uh, saying goodbye to people, handing out flowers, oh. you know, giving people blessings. Um, he seems to be a, a fairly popular person oh, here. Okay. Does he have like a retinue with him, or is it just him? Uh, it seems to be just him. And I'll, I'll, I'll call out to him, uh, Father Blevin. Oh, yes. Yes, how are I, you? I'm doing well. Um, I, 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 I appreciate the talk we had last night. I'm, yes, I as well. Very enlightening. I, well. um, I, I was here to, to, to see you off. And to, what, where, where are you heading next? Oh, I am heading back east. Back through the Pleiades and, and toward my oldest home. Um, I, I, my 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 friends were actually inquiring as to uh, we, we were going to be heading through the Pleiades as well. If uh, if we could accompany you, his eyes get a little bit smaller, but he nods his head. Um, you know, smaller like he's questioning that. But okay, um, really, you you have business in the empire. Yes, uh, we we we're not sure quite what business yet, but we do we do we're we're heading that direction. Hmm. Um. 
Somebody, yeah, somebody give me a I'm, good speech and a persuasion I'm here. I'm going to be casting suggestion on him. And suggesting it's, it's obviously safer to travel in a group. Obviously, you know, we're capable. And, and I will try and persuade him. And I, are, will, I will roll those persuasion. Those are dangerous areas. Uh, well, let's see. 18? Okay, was... Um, give me one second. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you, you, you spoke first, so the 18. <laughs> he seems to... Uh, feel that yes, I I could use some traveling companions. It does get lonely out there on the road. And then him and I cast his spell. Let's see, can't be turned or immune to this. Target must make a wisdom saving throw. Does it say anywhere? I'm just trying to glance at this really quickly. If if he, um, if he fails it, I don't think yeah. so. On a failed, it pursues the cor- um, on a failed save. It pursues the course of action you described to the best of its ability. The suggested course of action can continue. Uh, I don't think so. We damage him, it ends. Okay, what's the... Uh... 14. It's not too high yet. Okay. It does not work. Sounds like he's already been convinced, though, so that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't lying to him, you know. I don't know what our business is, but we're heading that way. <laughs> Isn't it like we're going there? We're going to the Pleiades. Right. I'm not, I'm not trying to lie to him. I'm just, you know... Hey, we're going that way. Would would you like us to join you? Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yes, I, I'd be more than happy to have um, some companions with me. Um, all right. Uh, yes, let's let's head toward Kretvik's Pass. Okay. Yes, let's head towards Kretvik's Pass. I, I've I've never been that way before. It'll be interesting. It's uh, uncomfortable to uncomfortable. say the least. Uh, it's it's rough going, going that direction. Rough going. Plus, we're going between two countries that hate each other and we're going from one side to the next Um, uh, hopefully you have the the writ of passage so you can get through of course yes yes uh, all of that should be arranged by the time we get there okay and go ahead and give me a deception check (laughs) well I don't ever plan on getting a crack fix pass and I'm bad at deception but let's do this 18 wow (laughs) alright and then be contested against his insight Oh, oh no! I lie. Um. <laughs> okay, great to hear. Isn't honesty one of your oaths? No, no. Oh, so okay. I, I, but like, I, I think everything should be arranged by the time we get there. I think we'll figure it out. I'm That's not necessarily true. lying. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm you know. from a certain point of view, <laughs> which means you're lying. Uh, yeah, as far as having a writ of passage, you're straight up lying. Well, I said um, I said things should be arranged by the time we get there. I was very careful with my wording, but okay. Well, and it's not a lying check. It's yeah. a deception check, so. Yeah, I, I, I'm, <laughs> you're definitely oh, no, I'm trying here. to deceive him for sure. Um, all right. Then the uh, uh, the church provides you guys all with horses. One of the perks of being nice. with a man of the cloth. And can I ride it? I'm very large. Oh. Maybe a Clydesdale. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, we'll say that. Okay. We'll say yes. So you get a Clydesdale. Uh, and so the, the three of you ride off with Levin the Holy toward Kretvix Pass. Thanks for listening to episode 10 of Beholder's Eye. I really hope you guys are enjoying the show so far. I know we're having just a blast making it. Um, sorry about the sound in this once again. I, I don't know... What exactly the issue was, uh, we're still in the growing pains phase, and uh, I think we'll have it figured out here 
shortly. Um, but like I had mentioned at the beginning, the next few episodes we're going to have just a, the sound's going to be a little bit off. So apologize about that, and uh, we will get that corrected. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at I underscore Beholders and our website, BeholdersIcast.com. There you can see character portraits and listen to Margraine's journal. Please subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you use. It really helps us out, and we appreciate all the support we can get. Music by Incompetech, Dragon and Toast, Juniper, On the Shore, Private Reflections, Satiate, Satiate Strings, The Snow Queen, Thinking Music, Wretched Destroyer, Our Story Begins, Curse of the Scarab, all by Kevin McLeod, Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License creativecommons.org sound effects from freesound.org and zapsplat.com for a full list of sounds and effects please check out our show notes editing provided by Sam Canary music and effects editing by Benjamin Floyd thanks once again we'll see you next week